Hello and hey there. Do you have a preferred brand of chips? What are your favorite pizzas? What's your go-to taco toppings? That's hard to say. And can you tell I'm hungry from all those? This is the Top 5 Podcast, where nothing is off limits and everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. I'm your host, Tom Lockhart, and with me, as always, is... Is it Mr. Eric Shane? Is, is I, Am I here? I believe you're here. Oh, I hear hey. you. <laughs> I am here. How have you so, been doing? Oh, uh, you know, just, just getting through it. Just, you know, grinding through everything. Stab me in the heart, mm-hmm. please. Well, yeah, I got stabbed in the heart recently it was terrifying and uh you had a nice D session over the weekend oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> true where, where i got murdered and it was annoying as hell i had a whole plan about being the drunk rogue who's gonna steal the thing we're there for and Sorry. then i get knocked out and it's just like it oh. was it was a table of 12 and it was one of those things where anything could have happened and, and sorry it's it just, sure did <clears throat> Yeah, 12, 12 players is way too much. Well, we're going with three players, and our third player tonight is... Zach Rancourt. Yay, uh, how's it going, Zach? <laughs> good, I am thinking of my taco toppings, and you know we were, did our appetizers episode last week, and we had a good discourse about what qualifies an appetizer, and I'm thinking now, what qualifies as a taco? Does it have to be a crunchy shell? I know there are soft tacos, but at what point does that become a burrito? Do you, Is it when you start folding it over, or yes. <laughs> is a crunch wrap? What about a crunch wrap? Is that a burrito, a taco, or its own thing? That's a burrito to me. That's a burrito. That's a burrito? Ooh, uh-huh. trap is a burrito. I don't know about all that. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just thinking of all of my taco toppings now. And I bet you could get real freaky with it, with just the different things you could add. Some street corn, Mexican street corn, some elote. Oh, yeah. That'd be really good. Mm-hmm. Jalapenos sure. are always delicious. And you're allowed to do that, yeah. Damn, now I'm hungry. Some pineapple. Just a whole bunch of, of cilantro. I could yeah, eat cilantro. Love cilantro. Just, I could just bite it, it and, and just nope. nibble on it. Tacos are my favorite. They're pretty great. I'm having tacos tonight, by the way. It's literally yeah. downstairs. I'm going to cook it right after this. Oh, well, yeah. It's going to be the most delicious thing ever. But we're not here about tacos today. We're not? And I have to say, hey, guys, what's your favorite Disney movie? Don't answer yet. <laughs> I got a whole intro to go through. And that's not so much an easy question anymore. Because there's always follow-up questions like, hey, is Marvel included? I mean, there's a lot of those. Uh, Is Pixar? No, maybe, possibly. Uh, How about Die Hard and Home Alone? They are now technically Disney movies. They own them, so does that count? Does it, guys? I don't know. I don't know. Well, all I hear when I hear about all of that is, oh, I just have future ideas for episodes. So, yes, ching, they're all up here. Uh, But today we're going to be discussing our top five animated Disney movies. And to be clear, that does not include Pixar. I'm going to use that as an emergency one at a later date because I'm going to not know what we're going to do for a topic. And I'm going to be like, aha, I have Pixar in my back pocket. And it's going to be. beautiful no you won't because i'm gonna do it next week oh god damn it <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding we'll do something else well as usual we didn't share our list with each other and by no means are we experts in this or any category really uh we're just a few dudes who like to discuss nonsense 
and I'm going to start with a movie. And actually, my first two movies are going to be real similar to my description. Um, my first movie is Aladdin. Um, and Aladdin, you would think, man, I probably have great childhood memories with Aladdin, which I do. That's fine. But I have even better adult memories with it because we have the most wholesome group of friends ever that get drunk. And once the party's at about 2 a.m., we're all drunk. And Gordy, who listens to the podcast, (laughs) he's always the one who instigates it. He will turn on Disney songs, a lot of Aladdin, a lot of another movie I'm going to talk about once it gets to my next one. Uh, And he he will start singing his heart out and not just singing, acting it out and just like a whole new world. And he's doing hand motions and just dancing around the place. And he could be blackout drunk stumbling around can't stay on his feet but the moment that song starts he's gonna remember every single word and he's gonna have the movements down and it's gonna be like where did all the alcohol go he's doing this (laughs) perfectly and it's not just him people join in it's not just like oh this one guy at the party no it is a whole bunch of people and that is why i love aladdin is for my adult memories of watching this multiple times. I have mm. seen this at least 15 to 20 times. I have seen this great act go up that is beautiful every time. And I hope it doesn't go away now that he has a kid. He needs to keep up with that that beautiful singing. There is no chance in the world that that's going to be over now that he has a kid. Forget it. If anything, <laughs> if anything he's going to double down with the dad embarrassment. <laughs> that okay? is true. Oh, it's beautiful. What a oh. what a hilarious idea that he's going to not do that anymore. Get out well, of it's, here. It's a very specific amount of drinks that he gets to to start <laughs> that. It's it's right before his next level of kissing you on the lips, which. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and that's a kiss you on the lips. I appreciate you sort of kiss. He's just like, yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, thank you, I guess. Oh. I mean, I don't, <laughs> uh, I'm so well, happy anyway, Aladdin's a good one, this. though. It is. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard Aladdin. to beat. The, it's hard to beat the genie, man. Robin Williams. It's classic. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is Robin Williams makes that movie? I watched it today. I've I watched three of the movies on my list today, and he makes that movie so good. And yep. I I feel like if it didn't have him, it would actually be a, a below average movie without Robin Williams. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and kind of jump in here because it's also on my list. So nice. I was going to mention Aladdin for pretty much all the same reasons you just listed. Um, I <laughs> it's the only time as an adult I've done karaoke was that uh, 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 it was just at a friend's house for a party. And I did a duet of Whole New World with um, uh, one of our friends, Mike, not Larson, a different Mike. And uh, I was, you know, I was Aladdin and it was it was good. It, it was it was all right. I, I, I can carry a tune sometimes, sort of kind of not really, but I can fake it anyway. Uh, like, yeah, like you said, Robin Williams makes that movie what it is. Flat out far and away. And you know what? Will Smith, bless him. He's a national treasure. He really is. But um, I don't I don't know if these live action movies really need to keep being made. I don't really care for them all that much. Thank you, That's, Eric. That, that, <laughs> that said, I, I think he was still, his take on it was still really good because he's really good and it's really interesting and it's fine. And, you know, but there's no comparison, not that he would ever hope to compare or even try to compare, 
but that's good. There's a reason because there is no comparison. Robin Williams is one of one, and he really makes that movie what it was. So uh, beyond that, though, you know, it's a movie about your street red street red kid forced to steal to survive. He's expendable fodder. Nobody really cares about him just because he's poor and that sucks. That's pretty relatable. Um, I usually like the sort of self-made movies. I like that a lot, but that's not really the case here. This is more of a sheer dumb luck <laughs> that, he, he, but whatever, you know, I, I like, I like that he, you know, he ends up on top. So that any, anytime a guy can come from nothing and get on top, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good story there. 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. That's yep. the line I remember the most from that movie because it was in the trailer, and I really like Aladdin a lot. However, it is not on my list. Well, I mean, Boo. that's fine. Eh. But Princess Jasmine, <laughs> I mean, she can get it. She's gorgeous, and even as an animated character, she was always one of my favorite princesses. I was just like, that Jasmine, she's, uh, she's great. There so I, I absolutely love Aladdin. I think it's great. Uh, every time I see, you know, dates and pistachios, I go dates, dates, sugar dates, sugar dates and pistachios. <laughs> and uh, no one, no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, And then everyone moves away from you. <laughs> I kind of say it in my own head now. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. And Jafar's a really good villain. I mean, yes, he is. The best thing about all so these. Zyago. Yeah, yeah. The uh, best thing about all these Disney movies, right, is the villain or are the villains uh, for the most part, they, they all have pretty admirable villains. And so that's, that's great. And yeah, Iago like Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, <laughs> I love, I love it. He <laughs> doesn't too. need to be more. He does not need to be more than Gilbert Gottfried. That's no. per- Gilbert Gottfried is acceptable as is. Exactly. And I really enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, that's a great choice. I, I can't, I can't find any argument with that, but I do agree with you, Eric, these live action remakes uh, really kind of piss me off because it feels so pointless to me yeah. and, and a, a very obvious and blatant cash cow. It is a way to get money for Disney because they're out of ideas to make new uh, IP. Right. And that's that's just a little sad, unfortunately. It really is. There's no excuse for it. Really no excuse. When so, every writer in the world would give their left one to go work for them. Exactly. There's no, there's no reason that they should be hurting for stories so much that they got to do all these retreads it's just inexcusable well and there are three on my list that have had the live action remakes uh but for for this obviously i like the animated versions and so for my first one i go back to one of the characters that i've dressed up as for uh halloween several times and that's gaston and he is from beauty and the beast Film was from 1991, starred Paige O'Hara, Robbie Benson, Angela Lansbury, Richard White, a bunch of famous voices you'd recognize, uh, well, in the animation world. But great story of a a beast who is entrapped by a witch or trapped by a witch uh, with a spell that and he must find true love before the rose petals fall off. And he meets Belle, who's this brilliant and sophisticated woman. Uh, and very kind, and he kind of uh, kidnaps her. So when you explain the plot of Beauty and the Beast, it actually sounds pretty bad. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> he kidnaps her, <laughs> puts her in a tower, and she falls in love with him. Um, yeah, it's probably 
probably uh, it's pretty problematic, I should say. But not it's to one, mention, it's, yeah. he's also kind of an animal. <laughs> like the, that's the other one that's kind of like, Ooh, yeah. she she doesn't know that he's a human. Yeah, then like, go ahead and starve. <laughs> he's like terrible. But uh, again, the villain Gaston is awesome. He is just chauvinistic. He's cocky. He is is vile, um, and he dies in this movie like a lot of villains just get yeah a lot of villains i don't know i I think jafar gets trapped into the um to a lamp right because he wants to become a genie yeah but gaston falls off the roof and it's like holy hell that was that was dark in 91 Uh, (laughs) if 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 you pause it he has a skull and crossbones in the like blacks of his eyes when he's falling oh my god like like he's dying he's he's done for (laughs) oof that's yeah not a lot of these movies have the nuts to do that yeah so um you know and i actually for what it's worth the live action remake it wasn't terrible i did see it in theaters um but i was pretty bummed out because they killed the gaston song uh they didn't do it the right way uh lafu is is pretty good josh gad does it and they they make him obviously gay uh because in the in the animation you can tell he is he's just so enamored with gaston but it's it's good. Um, the animated movie. Love the music. I mean, Tales Old as Time. It's it's hard to argue with that song. Pretty much everything that Bell sings is incredible. And yeah, it's just a classic Disney film. I, I absolutely love it. That's why it is on my list. It is yeah. just off of my list, and that's going to make my wife very unhappy because it's her favorite movie. Oh, song as old as rhyme, Eric. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's 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 a great movie. Don't misunderstand. It's a great story, great movie, and and all of the above. I'm not knocking it. I'm just like, I, I have to include some others that, that I just mean more to me personally. It's not. Sure. It's my list. It's my list. Absolutely. But yes, it, for all the reasons you just said, and so much more. Plus, it's Bell who's uh, with her nose stuck in a book. It's like Mandy's yeah. favorite line ever. And there's four songs. I mean, most all these Disney movies, right, have memorable songs as well. And there are four songs from it that I like truly hold in probably my top 10 Disney songs of all time. And so you can't you can't skimp on the the, the songs. That's what makes the that's what makes a Disney movie a Disney movie, frankly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a huge part of it anyway. So, yep, absolutely. So cool. Okay. All right. So, yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, that is a great number one, obviously. So I think we wrap back over to Tom. Yes, we do. And uh, my number two is basically a a lot of the same description as my first one, because it's one that's been sung a lot over at Gordy's, and that is Hercules. Hercules is awesome. Greek mythology. Let's do it. It's great. I watched it again today. Uh, The the thing that I'm going to add is when Gordy had his wedding over in England, um both of them are very very big disney fans so each one <laughs> of the tables had grouped by uh characters in disney movies so like you would be like oh what table i'm sitting at i'm sitting at the hercules table that's right tom was sitting at the hercules table <laughs> yeah and uh yeah just uh danny devito is great i want to say that danny devito needs to be in even more things besides it's always sunny in philadelphia which is like the only thing he seems to be in now so anyway i started blasting (laughs) (laughs) he's just so good ah danny devito you're the best at just being you he's pretty great and that that character looks just like him he does hairier legs (laughs) (laughs) oh there goes my ulcer (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> now, Hercules is great. Do you guys remember McDonald's when they had the Hercules promotion? Because they had, like, obviously yeah. the deals with Disney. They had probably the most memorable Hercules promotion that I remember. They did a, it was like a triple cheeseburger. And when I was a fat little kid, I used to get that all the time, just ketchup only. Dude, that was good. I dream about that sometimes. I kid you not. <laughs> it's just three McDonald's patties, which are already pretty thin, but like it's pretty manageable. And it was so good. I don't know what it was, but that was one of my favorite Disney promotions. And it wasn't even for you, little kids. <laughs> you're going to be super strong after you eat it. Don't you worry. I was That's super fat. That's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. you, you were bulking up. That's what you were doing. For what? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hercules is great. Uh, it, it's it's sad, though, that that movie is a far cry from the actual Greek mythology that is Hercules, where he murdered his family and, and whatnot. But it's OK I mean, because yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah Grim, the Grim sad. fairy tales are also a far cry from it. But the best thing about, again, music like I love Go the Distance. I think it's one of my favorites that I yeah. sing like all the time. And I'm always just, you know, with the crowds would cheer when they see my face and a voice keeps saying, this is where I'm meant to be. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm right there with Gordy. If he were to sing that, I would just start belting out. But uh, love it and absolutely love Tate Donovan in the role. Um, I think it's it's good choice, Tom. Thank you very much. I do make good choices. You sure do. And this one, you definitely did. Uh, I wanted to include that very much on here because I just for the same reasons I had Aladdin's, but you know, I knew there was going to be so many crossovers already. So <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Um, and the muses too. Uh, I mean, they're great, right? Like yeah. I, think they're the, I think they're called the muses or something like that, but uh, they're fantastic. Um, yeah. James Woods is a good Hades. James. Woods oh, he's kinda, best. He's kind of a piece of shit, but he's, he's a great villain Ooh. and he just does. Oh, and then um, uh, panic and whatever his name is. Uh, Bobcat Goldwith and the uh, other guy. Pain, 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 and, pain panic. and panic. Yeah. yeah. He's like pain and panic. Like they're, <laughs> they're great. I absolutely love them. And plus baby Hercules is adorable. It so. is. I'm glad we're we're. Yeah, I had to kind of pause there for a second there because Mandy was pulling up the dogs for parking. But we um, we had to capture this moment. I'm glad that you brought that up again before we forgot to mention James Wood as the villain because of Hercules because that's just he is he is up there as the best Disney villain because yeah. he's just so such a queen about it and it's just <laughs> he is he is he really he is it is Dude, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so good. I love I've, when. He, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Derek. No, I was like, I was. I watched. I occasionally like. I'll go back and watch those YouTube clips because they're just <laughs> impossible. Like, how does this dude do? Yeah. I love when he releases the Titans and they. He's like, yeah. no, Storm Olympus, and they start walking, and he's like, uh, guys over there, and they're like, oh, they're like Zeus. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's such the dumbest joke ever. I and know. It works every time. It's so great. I I really <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Uh, Meg is very sassy. Enjoy her quite a bit. So I think I'll oh, yeah. watch that later. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of sassy, Emperor's New Groove. Ooh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. I quote that movie all the time. I love that movie so much. Uh, one of my it was really all my one of my all time favorites before we went to Peru uh, in September. But of course, going to Peru, we watched it on the way down because we had to. That's just how you have to do it. Um. It's not like the modern movies that are set in Latin America where like Coco or Encanto, where they really try to capture like some of the most important real aspects of the cultures. Um, like 
Cusco is just river dancing <laughs> at one point early in the movie. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and I like that Cusco or I like that a Coco and Encanto really do try to capture the real aspects of, you know, Mexican culture and uh, Colombia and all that. That's great. That's wonderful. At the same time, Emperor's New Groove is just sort of silly, campy fun, right? Um, it's just vaguely Incan with David Spade and John Goodman. Like that movie could have been set just anywhere. Why was it set? I have no idea. Uh, it's just it's it's a weird that the setting didn't matter as much, which is why which I guess in a way you would say it's not as good of a movie because of that. <laughs> but it's just I don't know. I I just I love the movie. It's funny. Uh, the the kids are hilarious. The squirrels hilarious. Kronk is hysterical. It's just an eminently fun and kind of a quotable movie. Kronk is so funny in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together now. <laughs> so yeah. it's so good. Um, it's one of the greatest memes ever. He really is. David Spade. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And John Goodman. How can you argue with John Goodman? He's in some yeah. of our most favorite things ever. And he does a great job as Pacha. So it's been a long time since I've seen Emperor's New Groove, but I really like it quite a bit. Yep. Yeah. Go back and give it another shot. Yeah, I I also have I haven't seen it in years. I don't, I barely even remember the plot. Like, but Whitney loves it because when I was looking at the list of of movies, she was like, oh, "Emperor's New Groove," and I was like, "I guess." <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't seen it in long enough to know if I remember it being good or not. That's how long it's been. Well, and that's the thing about this list is as soon as I told Candace, she's like, "Oh, oh, I know all these," and and I'm like, "Okay, I, everyone has their favorites," and. And so it's hard for people to be like, oh, no, don't put Emperor's New Groove on there. It's like, no, but I really like that one. It's like there are so many great Disney movies out there, Disney animated movies. So it's hard to narrow it down to just five. I agree. That is it is really difficult. (laughs) Now let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Yep. (laughs) Well, I'll jump to my second pick. Uh, This is uh, yeah, this is my favorite Disney movie of all time. So this is my number one as of right now until something else crazy comes out. But yeah, this is definitely my number one Uh, from 1998. It's Mulan. Mm. Mulan. It stars Ming-Na Wen, who was great. She played, she was in the Mandalorian and she is Boba Fett's um, like a bounty hunter lady. Uh, I I don't really watch book of Boba Fett. Uh, Eddie Murphy was in it. BD Wong from Jurassic Park. He's great. James Hong, who's been in like, 500 films and was just in everything everywhere all at once. He was the the dad. Pat Moriata, uh, Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi was in it. He played the emperor. It was amazing, right? And it's just, it's such a good film that's so cinematic, but also hones into the Eastern culture that is the samurai film franchise and the Kurosawa films and really digs into that, but then puts the the Western culture with the big action spectaculars and, and all that kind of stuff uh, caked into it. Plus, it has one of my top five karaoke songs in it, I'll Make a Man Out of You, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable and i legit used to listen to it before football practices and games to get pumped up because it's just that great um i would wager that there are uh, it's probably one of the most well-known or well-sung songs because when i go to karaoke there's always someone that sings it it just really slaps and i love the shit out of it um i think that movie is so good mushu is hilarious uh eddie murphy is just He's 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 on one that, you know, when he does animated characters, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. He's otherwise, yeah. But he's killing it. <laughs> you know, that Mushu and Donkey are great animated characters. But 
Absolutely love it. I did not see the live action remake. Um, I I have issues with it because I know the plot and I know what happens. And there are things that drive me crazy about it because she's born with magic powers that unleash later in life. Um, And that really bugs me because the whole point of Mulan is it shows that no matter who you are or where you come from, regardless of your your gender or your race or anything like that, uh, you have greatness in you that you can unleash. And just by by working hard and persevering and believing in yourself. And that's what she does in the animated Mulan is she has to lie about who she is. Right. She has to dress in drag as a man and she has to prove her worth and she ends up being like the best warrior in China and she ends up uh you know saving the emperor and it's 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 incredible and I think it's such a good message for kids because it's like if you work hard you'll get to where you need to go and yeah. the live action movie is like if you work hard that's fine but if you have special powers you're you're going to you're going to be better and yeah. that's just unfortunate in my opinion I I think that they really missed the mark in that I don't want to get too preachy or anything but yeah no, so. get preachy. I didn't even realize that they did that. Yeah, it's I did not watch it yeah. and I wasn't interested in watching it. Exactly. Neither did I. It, it, it just <laughs> it, it, it really kind of pisses me off because I think that because um, I knew they were going to do some shit like that. Exactly. It's 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 saying it's kind of like how some people are given are, are born into money and they have all these opportunities ahead of them versus Mulan, the animated series, being somebody who is born with practically nothing and has to work their ass off to get to where they need to go. And I think that's such a better story than someone who's like, oh, you also had this <laughs> you had this money that could have helped you along the way. And it's it's frustrating. But anyways, I digress. Uh, Mulan is fantastic. I absolutely love it. And I think it is my uh, easily my my favorite Disney animated film. Cool, cool, cool. It is. Uh, it's not on my list, but it was almost on my list. Dude, yeah, and the know. Huns, the Huns are scary. They're yeah, they really are. scary. They are scary. Yeah. When they are fine. Yeah. When um, he's like uh, when he says he sends both messengers and he's like, how many people does it take to deliver a message? And then the guy just pulls a bow back. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to kill the other guy. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> that was real dark. Ooh. Well, let yep. me get even darker over here. Whoa. Uh, uh, well, my next one is actually real interesting because it's a OK movie, but it's on my list for t- a two minute scene. And that is Frozen 2. Oh, wow. Now, the scene that I'm talking about is when Olaf is describing Frozen 1. Yeah. I enjoy that scene so much. And I laugh out loud every time because he's doing the whole thing. And he's like, but at least they had their parents. And then it turns to him with his back turned. Their parents are dead. And it makes me <laughs> laugh out loud every single time. It is hilarious that yeah. their parents are dead to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is just Spoiler. the most perfect comedic moment in a children's film that's about death. And I love it for that two minute scene. The rest of the movie's fine. Like it's a fine movie. Eh, okay. But those two minutes are great. Gold. And it's real weird to, to think that a movie's eh, but in the middle of it, there's a good little short film that's awesome. I How have, you guys not, feel it? I have <laughs> not seen Frozen 2 yet. I think Frozen 1 is highly overrated. Uh, I think it's it's an adequate film, uh, but 
Candace, she likes Frozen 2 quite a bit, and her daughter likes Frozen 2 quite a bit. So we started watching it this weekend, but we only got about 20 minutes into it because we had to go. So I know some of the parts. Um, Olaf was great in the first one. I think he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And he seems pretty funny in the second one. I don't know this part you're alluding to, though. So maybe uh, it's, I'll have it's to watch once it. they get to like the enchanted forest or uh, whatever. Once they get there, it happens and it is awesome. You're going to okay. laugh because you're going to think about me laughing. So you'll probably laugh <laughs> at me laughing. <laughs> you never laugh, Tom. Oh, yeah. You never hear my chuckles in the background. <laughs> Frozen 2. I enjoyed Frozen 2 more than I liked the original Frozen. Oh, wow. Person. Yeah. I would say that's actually true. Like Frozen one's fine. This one's okay. And maybe the third one will be great. Who knows? They're making a third one. Yes, it is oh, in yeah. like pre-production right now. Oh. Of course they are. They're going to make billions. They should call it Frozen three freezer burn or something. Oh like that. God. <laughs> Frozen three time to melt. I don't know. <laughs> something cool like that. You know, put Arnold, get give Arnold a cameo in it too. Don't give them yes, ideas. They might all the ice puns. Please. <laughs> ice to meet you. <laughs> what killed the, the dinosaurs? The ice, the ice age. age. Like, that's not even a pun. What are you doing here? <laughs> Remember my name, for it's the chilling sound of your doom. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't want to. You can spoil it because I kind of already know what's going to happen for Frozen 2. But is it a good villain? Um, I There's not really a villain, actually. Isn't it like Mother Nature or the Spirits or whatever? Well, yeah, it's like getting together with yeah. the spirits, but there's no like, oh, there's somebody coming to destroy us. It's just kind of like, oh, mm. no villain. It is a, one of the very few movies that doesn't have an express villain, which, you know, is say, say what you will about that. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Now, Tom, I have a question. Uh, uh-huh. Frozen 2 is a Pixar movie, is it not? No. I think it's, it's a Pixar movie. I was looking at it. I don't think it, it is. It is computer animated. I'll say that. So I'm pretty sure it was. Let's see. It is computer animated. So if it's not, yeah. I kind of felt like we were it's... supposed to stay away from computer animated. So I thought I. if it just had the Pixar like they developed it was what I was avoiding. No, I was. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, away from the computer animated. I didn't even know that was the term we were using, but I, I'm saying with, with Eric, I was thinking like, you know, drawing pen and paper, like that kind of stuff or this animation cells, like traditional well, animation. I'll tell you this too bad. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. We'll let yeah. it slide. We'll let it slide this time. Next, next one. You'll be done. You'll be, you'll be iced. I don't know. <laughs> Eric, what's your third? Okay, uh, well, this one's definitely animated. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Hunchback is a criminally underrated movie. Um, And frankly, it's kind of a ballsy one. We're just talking about villains, right? Uh, This one definitely has a villain. And this villain has a place of he he has he's basing his his entire villainy is based on his religious piety, which and that's the story the original story. So it's actually kind of a ballsy choice for a Disney movie. Um, given, given our, I, I mean, I, maybe in the nineties it was, you know, a little bit different, but now it's like, 
now they'd be like, oh, that's woke bullshit. Oh, if they made that movie now. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the story. The book was written a long time ago, and this this is it's based on that. Um, he's using his religious piety as a crutch to rest his authority on. And it's all the excuse he needs to do heinous shit. And it's a movie about not judging a book by its cover because Quasimodo, you know, who is the monster and who is the man is right in that opening song, right? Which the opening song for Hunchback is one of the best Disney songs ever. The Bells of Notre Dame is incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. And the the um, was it the Hellfire is a great villain song of all the villain songs. That one is that's in my top three, along with Unfortunate Souls and um, um, Be Prepared. I think uh, uh, Hellfire is probably my third third favorite villain song in Disney. What's his name? Claudio. Yeah. Judge yeah. Claude, Judge Claude Frollo is what his name is. Okay. I have not Claude seen Frollo. Hunchback in such a long time, but you're not the only one to say that. And I, I really need to revisit it because uh, it's just been so long, but give it another shot. Oh, absolutely. I definitely will. I mean, and I always, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know who Victor Hugo was, but obviously as an adult, I know yeah. who he is. So, and it's hard to argue with, I mean, Demi Moore does such a great Esmeralda. I mean, she's, sure. her and Quasimodo are the two characters, obviously, I remember the most from that, that film. And I loved Quasimodo because I always thought he was just so kind and gentle. Um, but I didn't, right. I don't remember. And Hugo, Hugo was funny. too. Yeah. Well, the gargoyles are really funny. They are really funny. That's a good choice. Yeah, uh, the whenever they do like the Disney Halloween things, they always have that fire song that you're talking about, um, like baked in there because it is a pretty, pretty nefarious like moment in the film. It really is. Uh, it's hellfire swooping up all over the place. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't it's like bonkers. It. It's too scary for me. Nah, it's crazy. <laughs> super duper scary. Do they have you guys have been at Disneyland, right? Yeah. Uh, do they have nope. any moments with Quasimodo there? Like, are any sections that you can do? Not that I've seen. Or like, do they have anybody dressed up as Esmeralda? Because uh, she kind of looks really. like... Not really. Not really. Yeah, because she, she kind of looks like uh, a person from Encanto. So that's why I'd be... I wonder if people would get confused if they saw her. Yeah. Maybe that's just... That's a criminally underrated movie then. It is a criminally underrated movie. It is a movie that had a play that was off Broadway that never made it to Broadway and should have. Mm, based on the animated movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Hmm. I would I would see it. I'd pay good money. Yeah. It'd be worth a see. I take it. All right. Well, yeah. Hunchback. That's my, uh, was it number three? Number three. That's my number three. Okay. Well, my number three, uh, I wonder if this one will be on everybody else's list because we're relatively the same age and this one just really slapped for some reason. The soundtrack was incredible. The voice acting was incredible. And again, I sense a theme with my list. I like it when the villains die in my movies for some reason, (laughs) Mm. Um, but it's it's Tarzan. Uh, Mm. I did not write when Tarzan came out, but I believe it was like 90 something or maybe yeah. 2000, uh, 1999. Yeah. Turn of the year, 99, one of the best uh, years for film hands down. Uh, the matrix came out that year. So many goddamn good movies, the mummy. So anyways, Tarzan is fantastic based on the old tales of Tarzan that have been done a myriad of times. 
but Phil Collins does the soundtrack and you'll be in my heart is one of the best Disney songs there is. It's just so good. I mean, the voice acting is, is so, so it's supreme, right? Tony Goldwyn plays Tarzan, Minnie Driver, Glenn Close, Lance Henriksen, Rosie O'Donnell. Those are some pretty big names. And I didn't think I appreciated it as much as a kid than I do now, I should say. But Clayton, dude, he dies and he just gets hung and it shows his his shadow. And you're like, holy shit, it's yeah. really dark, but it's it's good. And I think it has a lot to say, too, about colonialism as well, kind of like in the same vein as Pocahontas, but just sure. in, a, in a little different manner. But absolutely love it. I love when he's sliding through the jungle on the vines. Um, always thought that was great. And yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic movie. But Tarzan. Uh, I don't remember that movie whatsoever. You Again, don't? I haven't I haven't seen it probably, you know, for 15 years. Uh, I remember the Brendan Fraser one. <laughs> oh, that, that was George of the Jungle. That was different. <laughs> oh, George of the Jungle. It's like the same thing. No, it's not. It's based on the same thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I was just I think I was of age at that time where I was I was 12 when that movie came out. So it was really kind of like. Okay, and it was one of the you know last real Disney animated movies that was was huge, and I just I absolutely loved the soundtrack. I think I think it was so yeah. good. Phil Collins, man, dude, he crushes it. But that's Crushed my number three. It. Awesome number three. Uh, well, my number four. You guys might be angry at me because I'm pretty sure it's also computer generated. God damn it, Tom! Uh, but <laughs> I said Pixar, so I assumed that meant movies specifically with the Pixar logo on it and made by Pixar, not computer animated. But <laughs> mine is about a bad guy who wants to be a good guy, and that is Wreck It Ralph. I love Wreck It Ralph. It actually might be one of my, probably my favorite Disney movie. Like I just, I enjoy when bad guy, it focuses on a bad guy, even though he is a good guy. He's just a, a good guy who has a little bit of a yeah. temper. Sure. <laughs> like he's, we should all be nicer to the Wreck It Ralphs of the world. Uh, and, but when you focus on bad guys, it's always good to me, uh, whether it's, you know, infinity war with Thanos, like it's a Thanos movie. And I love <laughs> that it's a Thanos movie. Uh, whenever a, a bad guy wins, Ooh, it's beautiful. Oh, like at the end of seven, like bad guy wins at the end of that. And it's so good that like, Oh, it's not a happy ending. I love this. I love non happy endings. This one does have a happy ending though. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, Wreck-It Ralph is, is great. Uh, John C. Riley is a great actor who should be in everything ever except for Sherlock Holmes. Um, because that's the worst movie ever that he did with Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> so just stop working with Will Ferrell. You had a couple good ones. Stop doing it. Go off and do your awesome acting that you're really good at, John C. Riley. Um, yeah. So wreck it, Ralph. Let's uh, let's wreck some things. So as uh, again, not on the list because of you know because <laughs> of you what know. you thought the rules were. <laughs> right. Right. That said, yeah, wreck it, Ralph is incredible. Anything yeah. video game related is awesome to me. Yeah. You may be That's, bad guy, uh, but that doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> Zangief. <laughs> <laughs> I Thanks, love that man. scene. The the villains uh, counseling session, like just support group. <laughs> yeah. Bad guys anonymous or whatever. And it's it's so good. I, I love it. And yeah, anytime you can bring in pop culture and, you know, nostalgia and things from our past. 
We love it. Um, I didn't see the second one, but I absolutely love the first one. Fix It Felix is, is so great, too. The guy that plays Fix It Felix from <laughs> he's the dude from uh, 30 Rock and yeah. all the other uh, movies. Forgetting Sarah yeah, Marshall. And I can't such. remember his name. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good choice. I, I really like it. Breaking great. rules over here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It was your option. So yeah. that's true. Uh, what's right. your third one, Eric? Or fourth one? We're fourth. fourth one, I kind of alluded to already with uh, my choice of villain song, Be Prepared. Lion King. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I was thinking about closing off with that. It's uh, Lion King is one of my favorite all-time movies. I, uh, this particular, I guess you would say it's live action, though it's not. Um, there were definitely enjoyable parts. The Timon and Pumbaa were enjoyable. Uh, but um, again, I don't, you know. It, it loses something in that style because you don't see Simba's heartbroken little face as well. And like, it doesn't, the animation doesn't really translate over to, you know, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Lion King 94, was it 94? It's the first one I think uh, came out. Uh, so. Yes. 94. Yeah. Cause it's also uh, on my list. <laughs> just, just about, just about everybody, just about everybody knows the story with this thing. Uh, it was on the B level movie, the B, the B list of animators and uh the casting director and all that they're just like yeah this is just a movie we're making while we're making something else you know do your best and it turns out to be one of the all-time greatest disney movies ever um it's based heavily in a lot of shakespeare uh it's got a great voice cast although i will say those early i think it was early mid 90s disney movies now that I watch a lot of Critical Role, I'm more sensitive to this. I feel like um, voiceover artists don't get enough play where they should. Um, I don't think a lot of these movies really... At the time, they needed a really all-star cast to bring people in and be like, wow, Whoopi Goldberg is in this? <laughs> Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick? Like, Jeremy Irons, a scar is the best ever, by the way. So good. Uh, James I Earl, killed Mufasa. <laughs> right. James Earl Jones as Mufasa. Uh, just wonderful amazing cast i'm just you don't really need to do that uh look at the mario movie coming out mario right super mario brothers you could criticize you know you could criticize chris pratt i know you've mentioned a lot of times you're not a huge fan of his um great yes he was miscast because he just he just was this is not you can get you don't need screen and film actors for voiceover roles in a movie with a strong foundation like mario yeah people are gonna go watch mario you can get maybe one or two on there and then get the best voiceover artist you can to do those characters if you want those characters do the characters right uh so that's that's kind of anyway that's lion king i think it was because it was such a success and one of the reasons it was such a success was because the cast was just bonkers um it, it, it really set off that trend that i'm not a fan of um, that said, Lion King is incredible. It's one of the all-time great movies, and I would put it, I'd rank it in the top, I mean, in my personal top ten, but in terms of all-time greatest movies, it would definitely be up there. Uh, it would be on the top 100 greatest movies of all time. It definitely is. I I agree with you, Eric, because it's also on my list. I saw it three times in theaters when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, I had a Simba plushie that I absolutely loved, and it is my second favorite Disney movie of all time. I 100% agree with you also about the voice acting issues. My biggest issue 
with the animated version is the fact that it's not diverse enough of a cast. We're talking about African safari, you know, um, or the Savannah, I should say. And we get a bunch of white actors aside from James Earl Jones and Whoopi Goldberg who are playing these, these animals, these characters in it. Um, the one good thing that came from the live action remake is it's mostly an African-American cast. And that's really cool. I appreciate that. Um, so I think a lot of these, you know, you don't need the James Earl Joneses and the Whoopi Goldbergs and the Rowan Atkinsons, even though they do have recognizable voices. It's not going to matter because it's animation. John Oliver is Zazu because that's still great. Yeah, that was that was pretty (laughs) funny. But um, he was amazing. Incredible. yeah, I, I've only, I have I've only, I haven't seen the live action. I've only seen clips of it, and I do like Zazu quite a bit. John Oliver is fantastic. He's one of my favorites. I watched. He's perfect. He's perfect. He's, he absolutely nails it. You can't do better. Love it. Uh, so that is my biggest issue with The Lion King, but I absolutely love it. Fantastic uh, music. Fantastic villain. Scar yeah. is evil. It's it's essentially an animated version of Hamlet is what is what mm-hmm. the Lion King is. And so to see it played out like this is really well done because when Mufasa's hanging and you think Scar's going to help him and he just digs those nails in and you're like, or claws in, you're like, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> it's, it's dark, man. And when he goes and sees his dad and his dad's not moving and you're just like, Oh my God. When you're a kid, you're like, why is he not moving? <laughs> uh, it's, it's so tough. hard to watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's super hard to watch. Timon and Pumbaa are fantastic in it too. Love them. So I, yeah, I love the Lion King. It's so great. Such a good soundtrack too. Elton John. Yeah. yeah. Can you feel the love tonight? That's so good. Oh, yeah. Let's watch these lions get it on. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. Sexy. <laughs> Given those eyes like, hello. I mean, we are pretty sex positive on this podcast. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even for animated it. lions. Like like they do it on the Discovery Channel. Get horny now. Do, 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 do. Tom, what's your fifth your horny fifth one? <laughs> well, it is not horny at all. My fifth one is a story about a father who is terrified that his son is gonna go to the electric chair. It's a goofy movie. Oh, <laughs> oh. Listen to I was like Baby love is the reason why I watched this movie today and realizing this principle is like the worst principle in the in the world because (laughs) he is bad. (laughs) Max gets caught limp lip syncing like at an assembly and this principle is so against it. He calls up Goofy and says that your son is on his way to the electric chair and it scares Goofy and he takes him off on this trip. But Max doesn't want to go. He wants to go to a party with a girl. Ah, and it's all about a father and son just trying to find some common ground, but it's Goofy and he's doing Goofy things. He's very clumsy. Um, and it's just, it, it actually has a lot more. It's, it's not as goofy as you would think from a movie called a goofy movie. Like there's a lot of heart in it and a father and son just not getting on the same page. Um, but that principle, like I was shocked because I didn't remember, like that's what set off this whole trip that scared goofy into this. It wasn't just like, Oh, your, your kid got in trouble. No, he is going to die in the electric chair. It's a little hard because 
because of lip syncing. <laughs> Wallace Wallace Shaw, by the way, who does that. Inconceivable. He's the he's Wonderful. that same guy who plays <laughs> yes. the principal, and he's so great. And it's uh oh, and then also I would like to say this. I think that Polly Shore gets a bad rap. Uh-huh. Polly Shore is great in this, and Polly Shore is also fine in most of the movie he's in. Like, yes, Polly Shore movies aren't great, but I don't understand why everyone hates him so much. <laughs> which Tower of Cheese. Which I saw today. He like replied to Jimmy Kimmel made like a joke about him during the Oscars because, you know, Brendan, Brendan Frazier got his Oscar and uh, the other guy got his Oscar. Can't remember. His name. One. There we go. And it's just like, Ah, why do we got to hate on on Polly Shore? He's great. Yeah, I also have a goofy movie on my list as my fifth because this movie was just so profound <laughs> when I watched it. I love it. Um, you know, it, it is very heartfelt. You're right. So there, that scene when they're on the car towards the third act, I'd say the climax of the film, they are slowing going down the river and Max says, I'm not your little boy anymore, Dad. I've grown up. I've got my own life now. And Goofy says, I know that. I just wanted to be a part of it. And he says, you're my son, Max. No matter how big you get, you'll always be my son. And it's just like, it's about a father and a son. And it's about the bond that they have. And they're the only ones for each other. And that's that's all you got. Sometimes that's all you got. And it's okay to, It's okay if you're different. We're not going to always love our parents or like our parents, like what they do. But we're going to have some form of love for them at some point in our lives, you know. And so um, I think that... That's a good message, and it's a great soundtrack. Eric was just singing it. I was singing it. It's yep. like stuck in my head, you know? Like uh, uh, When I said that I was going to have it on my list, Whitney got so excited, and she instantly went on Spotify and like started playing this all the songs, and like it was... Ugh. Powerline, so such such a good <laughs> fictional like artist like Powerline. That'd be a great costume too for Halloween. I and would one that absolutely makes no sense whatsoever in exactly. today's world, but in the nineties, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, I know this movie, right? You know, like or they, they'd see that, be like, oh, one hundred percent, that's ninety five, right? A lot of people nowadays are aren't really nineties kids, and so you, or they were born in ninety five, and you're like, yeah, you probably don't know what a goofy movie is, but. It's it's so yeah. good. Powerline is an incredible character. There is a guy on uh, TikTok who does that like all the time. Oh, he that's goes awesome. to, he goes to like he goes to shows like wherever and he dresses up like uh, Powerline and he does the dance. <laughs> it's great. I'll, I'll send you a couple of videos. Uh, my favorite song is actually none of the Powerline songs. It's actually at the start of the movie when Max is walking to school and it's like, cause after today I'm gonna be grooving. My favorite line is from the bus driver. He goes, I'm gonna sit on my butt. <laughs> <Close> <laughs> <his> <laughs> so I, I showed it to, to Candace's daughter as, as it was, I was like, this was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And so that part came on. I just started laughing because he's just this big animal, whatever they are, right? Because they're all animals. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to sit on my butt. And it just it slaps. <laughs> I don't know what, what it is. But yeah, I mean, Pete's great. PJ is great in it, too. Um, the Sasquatch scene is hilarious when yep. they, they see Bigfoot. And yeah, huh, hi, dad, soup. <laughs> so, oh, hi, dad, soup. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, Max, no way, man. You're lying to your dad. No way. <laughs> so 
good shit. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, that is also my fifth. Eric, what is your fifth? Jeez, am I wrapping it up? Hell you sure yeah. Are. Okay, another eminently quotable movie, Lilo and Stitch. Oh, that's a good one. Ohana yeah. means family. Ohana means family, but family means different things to different people. We exactly. talked about that a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast um, for for a variety of reasons. Family has no obligation to make sense to other people. <laughs> you know, it, they have a weird little kind of a broken family, but it makes sense to them, and it, you know they find a way to make it work. And that's and and that and that's tough. And that's tough. That's a tough thing to talk about in a Disney movie. You know, it's it's tough to cover. I, I know of at least one woman who's like, I can't I cannot believe that they actually went there and did this. This is a little bit disgusting. I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it's, it's just a really funny, interesting and heartwarming movie. As I love that the scientist that gets to Earth and he finally catches up to Stitch and Stitch is like, he, he says blah, 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 like need your help or whatever he's like, what you expect after everything you've put me through you expect me to drop everything and help you just like that <laughs> just like that <laughs> okay <laughs> what he made a very convincing argument <laughs> how stupid stupid movie i uh that's very it's very fun i agree I think it's also very fun. I haven't seen it in quite some time. Uh, one thing that I was reading not too long ago was they were saying the possibility that Lilo is on the spectrum. Would you yeah. would you agree with that? 100%. Okay, I could see that just yeah. by some of her mannerisms. And there's no question in my mind. Yeah, social issues. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Um, fascinating. Yeah, the I, I I need to again. That's also one I need to rewatch. It was always on the Disney Channel for some reason. Like I know you know all these movies emanated from the Disney Channel, but it it just seemed to be playing a lot on the Disney Channel from what I remember. So I yeah. feel like it's one of those kind of comfort movies for a lot of people where it's just, you could it is. just have it on in the background and be like, oh, this is awesome. Plus, Stitches Stitch is a great character too. Like especially as yes, like a plushie. Is. Yep, Mandy has that. <laughs> Making millions upon billions. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But I, I freaking love it. Who doesn't, who the doesn't TV like show on the Disney Channel TV show was actually pretty good too. They did a TV show. They did. Yeah. What was it called? It was Disney's Lilo and Stitch. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now, okay. I think I remember now. I forgot yeah. about that though. It was, it was good. They made a sequel. I know most of these movies on our list they made sequels of, which is good or bad. Like direct to direct to Disney. Uh, or director video Disney films. It just kind of happens. Yeah. But we've talked about it before. Sequels are tough, man. They're really tough. And especially when they're not really necessary. When the story's over, let it be over. Yeah. They yeah. but producers see that money and they're just like, mm-hmm. how do we make more of it? How do we just go ahead and squeeze the ever loving hell? That'll be one of the next movies they recreate. Love that money. Ow. Oh, I don't La- live action Lilo and Stitch. Oh God. <laughs> Stitch would be terrifying. <laughs> yes, it would. Be like a gremlin. <laughs> He'd have to. Be, he would have to be cute. He would have to be. He'd be like he would Grogu. have to be cute. Yeah. They and in in doing so, they would. Uh, no, it would be terrible. It'd it be would awful. be terrible. <laughs> it would be awful, and they'd find out. You know, that doesn't mean they won't do it. And it would make a billion dollars. And it no. would make a billion. <laughs> Which is the problem? Dollars. Is it would make a billion dollars? Yeah, it would. <sighs> Good choice. Stupid I like it. Sons of bitches. Anyway, all right that that finishes us off with Eric. All right. That's not normally happening. I guess I'll do a little rundown here. 
Yeah, it's uh, not normal that Eric finishes people off. That's Eric always finishes us off. What are you talking about, Tom? He always I mean, plays the ta- cherry popping daddies or the big, oh, real big fish, real big fish. No, I play real big fish, but I'll play cherry <laughs> popping daddies this week. You know, he never knocks on wood unless he Scott, finishes you know off. what? You know what? This is the, this is still the nineties. Disney animates their films and Scott will never die. That's true. <laughs> All facts. Well, Tom, me had Aladdin, Hercules, Frozen 2, Wreck-It Ralph, and a Goofy movie. Eric had Aladdin, The Emperor's New Groove, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, The Lion King, and Lilo and Stitch. Zach had Beauty and the Beast, Mulan, Tarzan, The Lion King, and a Goofy movie. Because he's a goofy kind of guy. Alright, I think these were some pretty good lists. We actually had a lot less overlap than I thought we would. Yeah. I was worried that it was going to be just like, oh, yeah, that's on my yeah, list. That's on my list. That and too. we're done in 10 minutes. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Great list, though. I'm glad we went far enough afield. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to get us on out of here. Yep. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at SnackBurglar, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, and even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we know you absolutely must have, please rate, review us on Apple Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, wherever you get our goodness. Thank you so much. Remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. The flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. And that's from Mulan. And it's a very, very beautiful, poignant quote. So there you go. Go watch Mulan. It's amazing. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.